as the Nationals are just a few years into the rebuild, I'm starting to see a ton of hope with this team, not just for now, but with moving forward. I'm going to tell you guys everything about this rebuild that you will want to hear right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you get your team every single day. And today's episode is all about the big picture for the Washington Nationals moving forward as there's a lot to break down with the team currently at hand that I will start out with. But later on in the show, around the 10-minute mark, I'm going to look at the future and what the prospects hold for the Washington Nationals and the organization because there is a ton of young talent down at the farm system that I think and do believe will help this team moving forward. I'm going to get into that later on in the show, but right now it's about the active roster and guys who are making an impact on the 2023 Nationals and what they can provide down the line, not just in this year, because again, this season is about the big picture. It's not about necessarily 2023 while the nationals have had some good moments and that they're winning at about a 42 percent clip it has surpassed all the expectations that any of us had placed on them moving forward but with this team just because we're not the best right now does not mean that these guys will not be making an impact on the next postseason team in 2024 and 2025 whichever year that may be And it's starting to look like it could even be 2024. As I've said, I do believe that this year, the Nationals are in the 2010 portion of the rebuild. Think back to 2010. You have Steven Strasburg make his debut. Unfortunately, got cut short due to Tommy John surgery. But you're starting to see pieces to this team that will be there and that will make an impact on the next postseason team. See Jordan Zimmerman. See Patrick Corbin. All these different guys that are actually making an impact in what they do is really important for this team moving forward. So for the Washington Nationals, who are the guys on the active roster as we sit here today to make a difference with the Nationals? And you have to start out with starting shortstop C.J. Abrams, Kibar Ruiz, Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore, Mason Thompson, Hunter Harvey. Those are guys that right now are in place, in my opinion, are inked in to being impact players moving forward. You may ask, why don't you mention Luis Garcia? I like what Luis Garcia does. I love the bat. I love the hit tool. I love all the situations that we have put him in to be successful. But at the end of the day, I also think Luis Garcia has kind of had his opportunities to make an impact in the major leagues. We just have to see him take that next step in order to actually put it all together. And I do think he will put it all together. But at this point in 2023, I haven't seen enough of what I want to see from him. There's a lot of chase situations, which he has improved a ton on, by the way, in this year. But looking at times to where it's an OO count, 
and he swings at a ball that's maybe a, a curveball that hits the lower portion of the corner there. And that is a pitch where I want to see him take. I want to see him let go. Because Luis Garcia has the hit tool to actually make an impact. He's just got to start turning these into from singles into doubles. <clears throat> and all these other situations moving forward. So Luis Garcia is certainly someone that I think and I do expect to have an impact moving forward. But you have to start this conversation with the two guys sitting at the top of your rotation with Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore. Josiah Gray, so far this season, has surpassed all of our expectations. And honestly, thinking back at that 2021 trade deadline, when you ship off Max Scherzer for basically Josiah Gray in that deal, Josiah Gray was someone that a lot of Nationals fans didn't really want, including myself. I wanted Dustin May, the already proven prospect up in the major league, someone who sits 99, big arm, big talent. He just had Tommy John surgery and had an injury, obviously, and he just did yesterday as well. While Josiah Gray has not only been healthy, but he has been effective. And we've seen the rough moments from him, like last year, leading the National League and the and with walks and in home runs in both those categories, which is just inexcusable, to be honest. And that worried me a ton. But going into this year now, Josiah Gray has been our best pitcher by far. And especially for someone who is still only the ripe age of 25 years old, what can he continue to add? Because think back to Max Scherzer earlier in his career. These guys don't click right away. And that is something that I have to remind myself, and I'm sure a lot of you have to remind yourself as well, that these guys aren't going to make an instant impact this second. And not even this second, it's not even going to be their first two years. It's taken Josiah Gray into his third season, but really his second full season to have the impact that he has had. Sitting at a 2.73 ERA, 52 and two-thirds innings pitch, And then his running mate as well with Mackenzie Gore as someone who he did get hit around a little bit yesterday. But we know what the issue is. This is his first full season up in the major leagues. Last year was cut short due to injury. But now he's 24 years old. He's in the position that Josiah Gray was in last year. And so far, the results have been even better than what Josiah Gray was producing up to this point last year. Mackenzie Gore is the ace of this staff. He has the most talent amongst these pitchers. And it's not a knock against Josiah Gray. Mackenzie Gore was a top five pick in the 2017 MLB draft out of high school. And for a high school arm to be drafted in the top five, you have to understand how, one, how rare that is. And two, how crazy good you have to be, especially for a left-handed pitcher. Mackenzie Gore has got the strikeout stuff. But his problem is the walks and all the command issues that he has had so far. You know who's had those issues? Josiah Gray in the past, which he still struggles with at times. But you've seen it patch him, you've seen him patch all that stuff up into a really progressive outing as far as pitching goes. Because you see the stuff with not only Gore, but Gray. Both those two guys play in the major leagues. These are two guys that are going to be helping us down the line. They could even be our one and two starters in 2025 and beyond. But looking ahead to this year's draft, Paul Skeens is sitting there at number two overall. 
probably the best, definitely the best pitching prospect since Steven Strasburg. And I've seen a lot of people say, if he's Steven Strasburg, then we shouldn't take him. That is insane. You have to take Paul Skeens if you think he's even going to be close to what Steven Strasburg is. I know sitting here now, it's real easy to say, don't take that risk. I understand that portion of it. But I am taking that risk 10 out of 10 times. Because we know what pitching means to championship teams. If you're telling me back in 2019 that the Washington Nationals would still win without the pitching depth that they had, blasphemy. Insanity. We are not winning that World Series without the pitching depth. Let's take a look look back to this year, 2022 at the Astros. You think they're winning it all with the pitching? No. So this Nationals team, they've got the pitching. Now you got to start to look at offense and what that brings. And really with this Nationals team, the pitching part of it has been the most impressive portion of the season. Because I look at this Nats team and I had zero expectations for this pitching staff. I thought Mackenzie Gore would struggle just a little bit more in this early portion of the season. But he's played some tough opponents and he's won in a lot of those games. Battling against Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Going up against the Braves in his first start in a Nationals uniform. Getting the win. Mackenzie Gore has impressed. And I continue to expect for him to impress down the line. So these are the guys that right now on this Nationals team, C.J. Abrams, Luis Garcia, Kibar Ruiz, Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore, Mason Thompson, Hunter Harvey. These are guys right now that will be on the next postseason team that will be part of the fabric of the Washington Nationals moving forward. So keep that in mind when watching these guys, because those are the few guys that you really want to look at and really tell that this is the guy that's going to help us win the next World Series. This is the guy who's going to help us get to the next postseason run. And that is what is important for this active roster and what these guys can provide so far in 2023. But now we got to look at even the further part of the Washington Nationals rebuild and even the really more exciting part of this rebuild as you have guys like a Brady House, James Wood, Elijah Green, all these different prospects that have been performing really well. Some of them have been amazing. Some of them haven't been so well, but I'm going to tell you about each and every one of those guys who you will have to watch moving forward and really kind of get a check mark of how these guys are doing. I'll tell you guys everything about that, but of course, the Nats play today against the Miami Marlins, and every pitch of the Nats' hometown broadcast is with the SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals. Before we get into the future of the rebuild, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is the most comfortable shorts and fabric out there known to man. Trust me because I just got my own pair of Bird Dogs and I love every inch of it. They gave me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts and pants on the golf course to a meeting, a date, or hanging out with friends. Dave Portnoy does pizza reviews wearing Bird Dogs and talks about how he hates the pizza, but his legs look great in Bird Dogs. College football nerds say they are the perfect pants for dads that have little extra gut. Bird Dogs make them look great and feel comfortable. You see all the trends with the Bird Dogs. Everything looks great. Men, trust me on this one. You'll want a comfy pair of Bird Dogs. 
So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. When you enter promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. That is the coolest offer known to man. Birddogs.com slash locked on MLB today. And now we get into the future of the Washington National. The future. We're looking into it, into this magic eight ball that I have in my hands. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that big magic eight ball in my hand. 100% you'll see that right there. So, the Nationals prospects. This is what 2023 is about. This is what the season is about for me. And really, this is what I care about. The Nationals prospects is what everyone should care about. Look at the Baltimore Orioles right now. Look at how good they have been with such a young team. That is what the Nationals could be looking at, not to the extent that the Orioles have. They sucked for a lot of years to get all those prospects. But this is what the Nationals could look like moving forward with guys that you're investing in analytics for as the Nationals and the Learners did that this past offseason, which is a huge role in developing those said prospects the way that the Orioles have. You saw the comments Austin both made last year. He didn't necessarily say the Nationals don't use analytics, but he definitely hinted at the fact that they don't have what the Orioles have. He made that very clear, and he pitched really well last year. It seemed that it worked pretty well on him, as hasn't really worked out too well for him this year. But looking at guys like James Wood, this is the third time I've talked about him this week, and honestly, it's warranted. When you sit at a top 10 prospect and you're still in high A, you're still only 20 years old, you're six foot six, you're 240 pounds, you have a 60 power tool, you have a 55 hit tool, which honestly should be even a little better. James Wood is looking like to be the next Washington Nationals outfield superstar that, oh, we have done pretty well with, said Juan Soto, said Bryce Harper. Those are two pretty good guys that the Nationals and Mike Rizzo himself have developed over the years. James Wood is looking to be kind of along the lines of one of those two guys. Not to say that he's going to be Juan Soto or Bryce Harper. That is insane to put expectations on him like that. But he's going to be an impact player. And not only is he going to be an impact player, he's going to be a five-tool player. Someone who plays a very good defensive center field. Someone who can steal bases. Someone who is going to hit for average. Someone who is going to hit for power. Because in the ma- in the minor leagues, rather, he's batting 315 with a 537 slugging percentage. And again, four seasons in only 135 games. Over the course of a season, 135 games, he's got a 952 OPS in his career down in the minor leagues. And again, this is a guy who is still only 20 years old. Some people may point and say, well, Juan Soto was 19. Bryce Harper was 20, 19. All these guys. Why isn't he up in the majors? He was a second round pick. James Wood has always had this talent. He's always been this kind of prize prospect guy. The San Diego Padres spent a little more money in that second round to keep him away from going to college. And they did that just well. And they did a swing ritual is what I call it. They got together. They fixed his swing. And now 
He's just this ultimate power bat to where they never really had. And with James Wood, you just have to gush at the fact of what this guy could be down the line. And the fact that he's not even the only one in this system is what is most impressive about this. Because you also have a Robert Hassel type, someone who doesn't have the ceiling as James Wood. But he's got a higher floor, in my opinion. Robert Hassel is the most sure thing that we have in the Nationals farm system, in my mind. Again, another top 10 pick. Someone who's expected to be in the major leagues by next year, in 2024. Maybe by mid-May. Who knows? A year from now, he could be in the Nationals lineup batting third. That is how this guy is going to be able to get himself into the major leagues. Because sort of like James Wood, he has been ultra-progressive down in the minor leagues. He struggled at times, especially making the trade over to the Washington Nationals. But so far this year, in A Harrisburg, he's got a 270 batting average. And again, that is what he does best. He is a hit tool guy over power. He's going to get on base. He's going to draw his walks. He's not going to strike out as much. And he's going to put the ball in play. And that is important when it comes to prospects. To have that hit tool in the back pocket that you have is a huge sign. And again, sitting at only 20 years old right now, or 21 rather, Robert Hassel is kind of that guy to where you're going to be looking at him. He's going to be the first prospect of this elite group that I call him that will be making their debut in the major leagues, most likely by next year, unless injury happens. But Robert Hassel is certainly one of those guys, not only James Wood, but you have to keep your eye on him and what this guy can do moving forward. He kind of reminds me of a Jason Worth type of hitter. He's not the ultra power guy, but he's going to get on base. He's going to hit for average. Jason Worth had some times in his career where he did hit for power. That's ultimately not what his career was about. Robert Hassel had 11 home runs in 112 games last year at only 20 years old. That would be something to where he's obviously going to improve going forward. He's going to have more power in that swing. But what he does best is really just kind of be a safety belt for the Washington Nationals. Hit for average. Play solid defense. He can run well. He's not a five-tool talent necessarily. He doesn't have the power. But at the end of the day, this guy is a very solid player who will be a good player in the major leagues. I'm sure about that. He may not be a superstar like James Wood, but he's going to be a very solid player hitting in that middle portion of the lineup. Maybe a two-hitter, maybe a three-hitter, maybe a five-hitter. No one really knows what exactly he could be, but don't put limitations to this kid. He's got the talent, and he's competitive as hell from what I've heard. So Robert Hassel is amongst this group as guys like Brady House and Elijah Green. Brady House has struggled so far down in Fredericksburg, but again, 19 years old. Top five pick last year. Elijah Green is someone we have a ton of expectations for. Who doesn't? But it's also been a very slow start for the kid. He's had a rough go of it, if we're just being 100% honest up to this point. He's striking out a lot, which was what the main concern was. And James Wood had that concern as well coming at IMG Academy. But the Padres patched that up, and they've seemingly fixed that swing, and the Nationals have worked on that as well, which he has not done at all down in the minor leagues. So you just got to trust the process with Elijah Green moving forward. But with Brady House, Brady House missed 
half of last year with a back injury. So far, in 22 games, he's got an 847 OPS. And in those 22 games, he's doing some damage as well, adding three home runs, 14 RBIs, a triple, five doubles, and 22 hits in those 22 games. Brady House is an impact bat, similar to likes of Elijah Green and James Wood. He's going to be a power tool over a hit tool guy, someone who could really help the slugging issue that this Nationals team has. And he's going to be one of those guys to where I think he's going to be a fast mover from here on out. It's just something that we're going to have to see and what these guys can do. But those are the guys that the Nationals have down on the farm that will make a difference moving forward in huge, huge ways for this team. And honestly, when looking at this team, that's what they do best. This is what Mike Grizzo has done. He's developed these cast of characters over time that have helped him actually have trust by the fans in order to do this rebuild in the correct way. And that is a very important part of this Nationals team. So next, I'm going to try to really reach into that eight ball again and see how long this rebuild will make. As of May 18th, where do I think the Nationals make their first postseason team moving forward. I'm going to tell you guys about that. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at SoRare. And guys, SoRare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans and owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, SoRare managers truly own their fantasy experience collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today. And now we get back into it as I reach into this Magic 8-Ball and try to dissect this Washington Nationals team. So when will they make the playoffs? When will they breach this wall, go past it, and get over this hump on the camel? I'm going to place this marker here. I say the Nationals come short of a few games in 2024. I do believe that. And you may ask why. Because there is a lot of talent that will be coming up over the next few years. You're absolutely correct. But you also have to expect sometimes the unexpected. Injuries. Development. Some guys may not be as good. Some guys may get hurt. You never really know when prospects will not pan out, when some guys who may be ready next year may not be ready after all. Or maybe the Nationals want to get better looks at guys like Lane Thomas or Alex Call. Who really knows? So right now, the first playoff team for the Washington Nationals is 2025. That's when you expect James Wood, Brady House, Paul Skeens, if the Nationals go with him number two overall this year. That's when you expect 
impact players like that to be in the major leagues and to establish themselves as the fabric of the Washington Nationals moving forward. And you have even guys like right now with Lane Thomas. If Lane Thomas can provide to be a fourth outfielder type, a power bat off the bench, someone who's going to play multiple outfield positions, someone who can get on base, a team leader kind of guy, that helps this Nationals team. It's one piece to the puzzle. And yes, I do count that. A fourth outfielder? You're telling me Michael A. Taylor did not play an impact role in that 2019 team? He absolutely did. Playing in that NLCS against the Cardinals, hitting a home run, playing solid defense, laying out, making that amazing catch in Game 5 of the NLDS. Depth matters. If Lane Thomas, he's not the fielder that Michael A. Taylor was, but he is certainly the hitter and everything else that he provides. So that is something to watch for this team moving forward and what these guys can do. So I think 2025 is this Nationals team's first postseason run. I think next year we inch very close to it. I think we are an above 500 team if everything goes the way that I think it will. And when they do that, they will be close to contention, similar to the way the Mariners were in 2021, the Orioles of last year, an above 500 team, someone that you know that you can rely on moving forward. And that is when the fun will start next season. It's already getting fun now. It's really already getting fun. But next year will be even better. And then in 2025 is when the breakout happens. That is my guesstimate of when the Nationals will be back in the postseason because the future is what matters. This team matters. And every player that may have an impact on that next postseason team on the roster right now matters. And that was what today's episode was all about for your Washington Nationals. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. And shout out to the everydayers who are always here. So tomorrow's show, I'm going to be joined by Danny Noakes discussing this Nationals team and really the surprises that they have brought. We're going to take a look at this 2023 team, talk about the Marlins series, what happened there, and then look forward to the weekend series as the Nationals get ready for a big one as well. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. Every day, I will check to you. I will talk to you guys, rather, on the flip side. Have a good one. Go Nats.